I'm Camille. I'm Anita. And we're, we're the, the Soul, Soul Sisters. Sisters. Welcome to another podcast. Today we have our special guest, Lexi, here today. Anita, why don't you give her a brief introduction? I will give my introduction of Lexi, and then I can also feel that uh, I think she can give a little one of herself as well. Uh, Lexi is a cousin of mine. We actually grew up together, and we were quite close in high school and remained close friends all through our college and post. We don't see each other as much now because we've got two kids. If you have kids, you know how that is. Mm -hmm. Um, But she is also a big part of a chiropractic office in Maple Grove, Trillium, and has been there since the beginning. She is the mom of a little boy, Oliver. (laughs) (laughs) I know his name. At least he got his gender right. I saw saw Rhea coming. Yeah. Um, She's been married for 11 years. Long or 15. No, 12 this year. 12 years. Um, she's just kind of a doer, a mover and a shaker. She reads a lot. She studies a lot. And she's always kind of trying to grow herself along with what she does um, with her passions. Yeah. Thank you for that great introduction. <laughs> yes. Well said. Oh. Yeah. Do you need to add anything? No, I loved it. Oliver's middle name, maybe. <laughs> Thomas. <Okay. laughs> All right. And so today's topic, we are going to start with excuses. And we're going to start the podcast today. Um, with a quote, and we are going to see where the conversation takes us. So, from Dr. Wayne Dyer, one of my favorite authors, he says, Excuses are the explanations we use for hanging on to behaviors we don't like about ourselves. They are self-defeating behaviors we don't know how to change. In Excuses Be Gone, I review 18 of the most common excuses people use, such as, I'm too busy, I'm too old, too fat, too scared, or I'm going to take too long or be too difficult. So today's topic, all-encompassing, is excuses about anything and everything in life. So does anyone have a story or a tidbit of information they would like to kick us off for excuses? I kind of have something that came to mind, especially with excuses. I think a lot of times we don't realize we're giving an excuse until it's either brought back by someone saying something to us or we see someone else giving the same excuse and you're seeing it like... I'm too tired. Well, honestly, you could go to bed a little bit earlier, plan your day a little bit better. Or, you know, I've got two kids. Well, a lot of people can get a lot of things done with two kids and you just don't realize that you're creating the excuses or, um, I got off track. Sorry. (laughs) It's an excuse. excuse. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. My daughter comes and I think I'm sitting in a different spot than last time. So I'm watching outside. I think so. Um, But yeah, I guess that is an excuse that I got off track. Maybe I didn't know where I was headed in the conversation, but anyone wants to chime in on excuses again. Uh, I think what you touched on a really great part of recognizing, uh, which is something that I think you are very good at recognizing when things start to happen. That's something I definitely lack in. Um, would be recognizing when you're telling yourself an excuse. Um, so mm-hmm. for me, my biggest thing is defining between an excuse and a rationalization because I can rationalize any situation in my life and feel confident that that is a good morally sound decision. Um, when in reality, it might not, it might just be a glorified excuse. Um, so it's just like being really honest with yourself. Can you give an example with that? Yeah. Not to put you on the spot. Yeah. Eating uh, three cheat meals in the span of three days uh, because it's my birthday. 
Mm, right? <laughs> no, but don't we That's all? normal. Yeah. <laughs> I had cheese curds the size of golf balls. <laughs> oh, my God. Multiples of them. <laughs> okay. You're preparing for the state fair. Yeah, <laughs> you're <just> prepping. <laughs> so, yes, it was my birthday. Yeah. But I did, did I need to have a piece of pie, a sundae, a martini, a split two dishes, a burger, and cheese curds the size of golf balls, and... So your excuse for all of that eating, which typically isn't in alignment with right. your daily nutrition, yep. let's say, was the excuse of, it's my birthday? Yep. You were celebrating. I took my birthday, turned into a birth yeah. week. But a lot of, I think a lot of people do that. Are you, when I kind of get into that glorification or that allowance mm-hmm. of over allow, you know, because I can, I like some greasy food too, mm-hmm. but it's almost like, I'll work harder next week to make up mm-hmm. for all of my, my terrible eating this yeah. last weekend. Or And I'm the... Start on Monday, first of the month person. Oh, okay. So if it's Tuesday, (laughs) there's a lot of time before Monday. So Sunday night, I'm like, oh, it's Monday tomorrow. Everything's different. Everything's different. Yeah. (laughs) Or it's July 1st. Yeah. June 1st. And I'll flip through that calendar. It's August 1st. Do you use it as a positive reinforcement or sometimes is it to kind of wash the negative? I don't think it's a little bit of both. Both. Okay. It's like an enabler too. Yeah. Okay, so like starting out strong is like good for you. For me, I like to try to catch it and change it in the moment. Like, all right, it's Tuesday, two p.m. Next yeah. meal is gonna be clean. Right, right, which um, is better. I would but do, yeah. Cheat <laughs> <laughs> meal starts now, twelve oh one or one a.m. on Tuesday. Well, morning. and nutrition is just like such an interesting topic anyway because yeah. people have different complexities. And, totally. I mean, sometimes it's not even nutrition. Yeah. That's the underlying issue. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like with anything. Oh, totally. All topics. We see a large volume of people at our office. And so you hear a lot of like excuses from Mm -hmm. a lot of different people and none that are good or bad or, you know, Whatever. It's ones they've created. and it's not it's no judgment, but yeah. it's just interesting to hear everybody's different dynamic on Absolutely. even nutrition. Like if reasoning. you tell one person to like cut out dairy, that's like, <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah. like you're almost like shocked. But mm-hmm. it's like if you were to sit them down and give them a different perspective of like why you're asking them to mm-hmm. do that because it's better for their like longevity mm-hmm. and their goals, then it makes sense. But if you just oh cut out dairy and yeah. you don't have the like the it's why behind shock. it, yep. Yep. they're terrified. So I'm like, sure oh, my third I'm sure you see that a lot in Camellia training and stuff now. And I've been <laughs> in I've been in Riley's chiropractic office. I've been in gym situations where yeah, mm-hmm. if you don't come at them with a roundabout way to open their perspective before you ask them to do something that you know they're probably not like cut back on alcohol. I guess we don't really ask that, but dairy. <laughs> I don't think I do. <laughs> You're going to have to cut back on your drinking. Yeah. Uh, I, know, I cleaned up the she shit today. Uh, <laughs> we might have to have that talk. I had some beers back here. Uh, um, but, but even with ourselves too, it's not just patients. It's like, I like that same treatment for myself mm-hmm. too. To somebody like tell me something that they think I should do, but then give me all the reasons why. why? Yeah. Which is bigger than the changes. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Or when there is something that I know I should be doing, when someone asks me, they're like, hey, Camille, how come you haven't done this? I almost kind of like to let my first, like my immediate response come out to be like, that's bullshit. What do you you say? Like, you're just not doing it. Like, it's kind of interesting to, because you, I will create an excuse. Me too. If someone calls me out on something. Totally. My first response immediately is never going to be, you're right. I'm wrong. Yeah. No, it's going to be, 
here's my excuse why I right. haven't done it. I This other thing mm-hmm. became more important to blah, 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 blah. Right. And I actually think it kind of circles back to a topic we had a while ago about just doing it now, like doing it right away. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the times, the reason I haven't done it is I've built it up in my head to be mm-hmm. a lot bigger and a lot worse than it actually is. Right. Same with just going back to the dairy example. You build it up in your head to be this, like, mortifying, yeah. terrible experience when really a lot of people do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not that bad. And right. you can definitely live a very happy life without mm-hmm. dairy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's just one example of that. Um, but it's because, right, when you said with training, I ask my clients all the time, like, how are you doing on your meal plan? How are you doing on your diet plan? And I'll ask them to give themselves a rating and, like, ask them why it is that rating. What could they do to improve? And I try to, like combat their excuses but that's not really how you get people to change is you get them to change by motivating them to do it the other way you don't get it just by shutting down their excuses because they're just going to come up with four more reasons right no definitely and shoot a Matthew I've been in a conversation before that with my husband actually and he was giving me excuse after excuse on a topic that was really not that big of a deal and then he would shoot something at me and I got to the point where I'm like excuse And then he gave me another sentence. No, excuse. And Mm -hmm. I just, I had, like, at that point, he needed to hear right back at him that you're only giving me these small excuses. And then right away, he's like, you're right. Mm -hmm. Like, he needed to see it, too, sometimes. And that's more of a abrasive approach that I took. But that was just one one example that sometimes with the right person, you might have to be like, that is an excuse. Like, you're creating that. And a lot of people can go without dairy or can make it to the gym and try to get a workout in or they're fitness related or any other realms of living, living your life. And um, that's really funny that you've done that in your relationship too, because in past relationships, I've done something very similar, equally as jarring to the conversation. Um, it's because we were both familiar with a book, the same book or the same author, Jocko Willink. He's a ex Navy SEAL, very, uh, strong, powerful, intimidating human. Um, And he talks about how excuses are lies. And so Mm -hmm. in this book that he reads, because he has a podcast, and I'll make a post on Instagram linking his video, the YouTube video, where it's only a three minute video, it says all your excuses are lies. And basically, anytime in my relationship that I thought that the other person was saying uh, an excuse, we just would yell, lies (laughs) because not aggressive at all but you could approach but it was in a comical way and you guys understood what you meant when you were saying that to each other so it was a a funny way that kind of took us out of that moment and be like okay i am making an excuse Mm -hmm. right now let me readjust and like relook at the situation of like what i can do instead um because Mm -hmm. tony robbins talks about a lot about shaking people out of their frame Mm -hmm. of mindset and that was just one thing that had done it for us. Because otherwise you can get into a bickering match mm-hmm. if someone is just spitting excuses back and forth mm-hmm. at each other. Mm-hmm. So that's what we used as our, like, break from the conversation is just screaming lies, lies. at each other. Lies. Some of the <laughs> I outside. wish Tony Robbins was here. <laughs> He'd love it. Yeah. Him yeah. and Rhea could yeah. jump on the trampoline together. And- <laughs> There's nothing better than a Tony Robbins quick YouTube video to... Get to go oh, back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm notorious for that. If I'm even stumbling through my day, I'll throw, throw on any. There's so many of the quick motivational yeah. start your day videos. Yeah. You're a minute into it. You know, you can feel your heart pumping a little bit better. You're more motivated. You're more excited. You're thinking of more dreams and stuff. Hi, Rhea. Yeah. How you doing? 
Yeah. <laughs> well, we can talk about kids and excuses now that we have one right now. Yeah, I think of. we should, definitely. Yeah. Well, and it's also interesting how like you'll you forget your life before a child for mm-hmm. a brief moment and then you use your child as an excuse. <laughs> yeah. No, I never understood why people would be like, We can't go, our child is blah blah blah. And now I'm doing that. <laughs> it's wonderful for some things. Oh yeah, yeah, there's some things you don't want to go. There's so many times I wish I had a t shirt that just said, Sorry I'm late, I didn't want to come. <laughs> um, but a lot of times now it just says I'll I have just- that on under here. <laughs> but now it literally just says yes. it's okay my because my kid I we got can't. this yeah <laughs> yeah well I can't because blah 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 yes but I Mom? with with me yeah right does the t-shirt really talk <laughs> no, that'd be pretty Cute. awesome if it did wouldn't it yeah. uh, it should talk but I think a lot of times especially with Riley and I coming from our perspective because we've we've kept the kids with us it hasn't been easy or fully productive that i'm so used to having them in situations where you normally wouldn't bring your kid to meetings or horse shows or stuff that um i'm usually attending work functions but it's usually like yeah probably gonna show up with a kid you like you got to know what's probably coming Mm -hmm. but I, i do my best with that um what about you and your work related um with kids um so oliver has daycare monday through friday which is fantastic because um I like his interaction that he has with the other kids. And plus it's on a farm Mm -hmm. and we grew up on a farm Mm -hmm. and we now live in Maple Grove. So it's hard to get that same, you know, that thing what we had when we were younger, like we played outside Mm -hmm. and she has horses and um, goats and cats and dogs. (laughs) And so that's important to me. So I feel like the reasons I send them to daycare are for that experience. Yeah, I think so like too. we're not going to get that in our town mm-hmm. home, right? Um, or the zoo. You know, it's like no, no. She's there's at a- home. She's like <clears throat> cooking home cooked meals, mm-hmm. and you know, um, so I love that. But it also, I'm very, I, I'm uh, very expressive at my career at Trillium. I love pouring out to people, and I'll listen to anyone, and I'll help, and um, I wholeheartedly give all my attention to our patients. So I also need some solid alone time um, because of that. Otherwise I crash. Yeah. So, well, that's an, I mean, <clears throat> when you're giving so much to people, especially yeah. at chiropractic level, and I've worked in that Camille's worked with Riley, it's a lot to give. I mean, one person at a time is good, but throughout the day mm-hmm. yeah. it starts to get a little bit tiring. So I totally understand mm-hmm. um, having your me time in that but the pos- the positive of that is that I never wanted to stop doing what I do and I always wanted you know and then I wanted a child mm-hmm. so it's like now I can do both in a healthy relationship mm-hmm. I can go do what I want to do during the day and Oliver is gaining experience just kind of like I had Absolutely. so mm-hmm. it's a win-win on yep. both sides but yeah I mean because I don't I never wanted to stop pouring into people as much as I do because I have a family now and I can't, I wanted to make both of them work, right. which was harder mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yep. But you know, now it's starting to, as he ages and you know, time goes by and you gain experience. You, it's just it's better it's, at management. Yeah. You have yeah. to learn, especially being a new mom and a new parent. You don't know how you're going to be at parenting until you're doing it. And you yeah. can only improve yourself if you recognize any excuses that you made with parenting or along the way, or you're just kind of stuck at being one type of a parent. Yeah. But when the kids, they're so ever changing mm-hmm. that you've got to adapt that along the way as well. Um, but they're, they're amazing little beings. Mm-hmm. They do demand a lot. <clears throat> what excuses? Yeah. Can yeah. Definitely. What would you say would be the biggest or just a really common excuse you hear a lot from 
anyone in your life. We'll go, we'll open it up real broad. So anyone you might hear at the office, what's like the most common excuse you hear from people or from moms? What's up, Ray? I think a lot of times is, I mean, the busy excuse, if we're going to knock that one, you know, that's the first one. Uh, Did you get, were you able to meal prep on Sunday? No, I was too busy. Uh, Did you get your workouts in last week? No, something came up. I was too busy. So that's an obvious one. I think we all use. And I also think a really good topic to intertwine with this is congruency. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes, especially in the past three years since having a child, I can surely tell somebody that they need to do something but not be doing it myself and then have that, like, really bad pit feeling. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I can totally uh, relate right now. You need to get up in the morning an hour before your child does and work out. And, you know, like, I was full of them. Yeah. But I was also doing a lot of that stuff prior to a child, and then you just make things work in a different way. But – like the congruency of like what I comes out of my mouth, mm-hmm. I sure as hell better be doing at my oh own. Oh my gosh. Home. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing for me. And I long time ago, a chiropractor told me, cause I also, you can also complain about people's excuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right, there right. was another situation where I was complaining about someone constantly that they like weren't busy or weren't doing it or they were too slow or I don't know mm-hmm. all these things. Yep. This was like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that chiropractor was like, the reason you're, com- those things that you're complaining about are the things that you're not doing. Mm-hmm. And I did not want to be compared to this like person's habits. Yeah. And I immediately mm-hmm. was like, Ooh, he's right. <laughs> I mean, I would think about that. I think I tell that story like yeah. once every six months. Yeah. Like that's a huge slap in the face too. Was it an com- immediate response or right away? Or did you come up with I an excuse right away? I did not get defensive. Right no. I took it and really? was like, "Can you cry?" Right. Yeah, yeah, I was like, Ugh. "Yeah, I didn't like it." Like because- you caught me? Was it like, <laughs> <laughs> "Oh no, yeah. you got me"? You know, like, Ugh. so yeah. I mean, that's just something that like the congruency aspect of excuses. Mm-hmm. When because we're not on here saying that we don't have excuses. Or don't understand people's excuses. Absolutely. Yeah. But also, like, we have, there's a congruency issue with that. Well, and like, I think we just, it's really hard to be in the professions that we are, health, wellness, fear, yeah. to, you know, you can give all this advice. But it's like, when you're really raw about what you're doing, mm-hmm. it, the more raw you are to the person about, like, yeah, I struggle too. Or yeah. I don't do that well either. Or I'm working all on that PT too. All my PT clients are going to hear what I ate last week. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You know, then, right. then, then, then that's motivating because I just don't like when someone tells me all the things that right. they do that are so wonderful. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, let's be real here. Right. It's hard to get up at 4.30 in the morning and work out. You know, like it's hard to, and anything, you know, everything hard. Yeah. Hard Anything is, that you really want is, you know, nothing it's comes a, easy. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's but meant it's to be just, hard. It's just no it's one just ever. realism behind the truth of like, you got to be congruent with yourself before, even with our patients at the office. It's like, are we getting adjusted weekly? Are we doing, you know, it's mm-hmm. like we work really hard on that to self-check everybody to make sure that everyone's on the same page and vibrating because then when they come in, it'll be a true place of healing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, if one person's, you know, not feeling well that day because of, like, you know, influences yep, that they could, yep. you know, prevent or whatever, it's best to we help shake it out and, like, get back on page because we have a lot of people to inspire and we can't let, like, yeah. little things And you like have a that. team. You're working with a team when you're yeah. in there. How many do you have typically? Well, right now we shift? have an intern and then um, our chiropractor, Dr. Yep. Scott, and then a front desk, Kelsey. Yeah. So, so to round four is shift. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so it's fun to you know, be in unison Mm -hmm. and then help people reach their goals. But 
off topic, but kind of on topic, we also have our um, new patients write down their goals Mm -hmm. and then we can just keep reminding them because they, Mm -hmm. um, when we do like little checks and stuff and then that helps them. So if they bring an excuse, we have their reason, you know, because your why is always bigger than your excuse. Mm -hmm. They just don't know that. Or you need to be reminded of it sometimes or you can get caught up in, in the excuses or the hardness or the busyness or everything with it and forget about your why, which Mm -hmm. is the bigger, most important thing that you're reaching towards whatever that is um, others you wouldn't be creating excuses or barriers along the way and but I think that a lot of people start to create excuses including myself when you feel like powerless I think that there's kind of the two ends of the spectrum that kind of toggle back and forth and excuses come up when your power kind of goes down you don't see people that feel really powerful coming up with a lot of excuses right. it's a lot of people feeling like victims that have a lot of excuses mm-hmm. for life when they don't realize they have a lot of power and influence over their personal life. They kind of make excuses about external situations, which they can't control, which they shouldn't worry about anyways. Um, but I think if you can kind of help to push people to feel empowered and in control of their life and in control of many aspects of their life, like we all know we can't control our children. Mm-hmm. Like you can do things to influence them, but you mm-hmm. can't control what comes out of their mouth. Like we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier today yeah. mm-hmm. um, or what happens, but you can control, you know, your actions and how you respond to what they say. Mm-hmm. So I think just kind of shifting that out of a victim mindset and into an empowered mindset mm-hmm. can help to kind of nip those excuses in the butt. Once you've identified, you are kind of spitting a little bit too many excuses right. every now and then. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of times I think when you're internalizing your excuses or even before someone asks you something, you're you're usually coming up with it before anyone asks you. You know, if it's something that you're trying to find an excuse mm-hmm. for, a lot of times either something will randomly come out or you've prepared that. Mm-hmm. So in preparing that, you need to reflect back and look, is this something that I'm building or making an excuse or is going and getting the mail or mailing this letter really that big of a problem? Just go and do it. It's mm-hmm. almost like when you are inter- and when that little person's talking in your head and you're figuring out, well, what, you know, I'm too tired today or getting up early wasn't going to work. It's a, like, well, no, let's get up early anyway, because I really wanted to get this thing done and, and kind of get rid of that excuse before you verbalize it to anyone else. Well, yeah. Cause then there's just being lazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know, but like I insert laziness or yeah. I insert <laughs> yeah. joy. Like I'm not a go to work and then come home from work um, type of person with my life right now. It's everything's infused. So one minute I'm rhinestoning the next I'm cooking eggs or getting something for Raya and the next it's kind of like scattered, Yeah, but that works for me now. I, I can still get enough done because of the way I've set up my job that I can get other things done. Or if I want to Netflix, I'm usually rhinestoning in Netflixing at the same time because I need to do both right now to be able to get all my productivity done um, in the amount of time frame that I have. Trying to eliminate the excuses. I want right. to watch French, binge French every once in a while on Netflix. <laughs> can you see it? <laughs> French. <laughs> what are you watching? Binge French. I meant oh like God. binge watch French. Yeah. And I try to make one French. giant, <laughs> one giant <laughs> French. Uh, but it's also, when it comes to excuses, it's like we're so lucky because we have similar mindsets and have a tribe. It's just finding the people mm-hmm. close to you. Yeah. Because really all anybody wants to be is her. Totally. You know, no matter yeah. what, like the Just issue is, drop the like, bomb of right yeah, there. And <laughs> inspiration bomb right there. French, <laughs> binge watching French. <laughs> no, definitely. But what are you binge watching heard? on Netflix right now? Friends. Okay, I'm, like, I'm, all ten what seasons. Are you, uh, I'm watching a 
documentary, like TV show series about a guy owning a food truck. Okay, so well, I'm, I'm, I'm binge watching Orange is the New Black. <laughs> You're Which bringing is, a whole lot of negativity yeah. in your It's just like, you gotta have that one thing oh, that, that you, you use. shut off. Yes. Yeah. Mine's Which anything like, food. Right? I, don't, I mean, I don't want, you know, Orange is the New Black has no... Nothing Connect, good about no, it. No, but, <laughs> but it is that. sure fun to watch. And I think I go to Friends because I think I had a lot going on this last year, and I needed something easy to choose from and something I knew was reliable to get a mm-hmm. giggle out of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's gotten that bad. Yeah. It's not even funny. <laughs> I don't, you know, don't like Friends. Reliving my what? 20s. Yeah. Oh. Like the one in a million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, away from binge watching Netflix. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's go back to her inspiration bomb that she dropped a minute ago. About being heard? Being heard, definitely. Speaking of being heard, I'll step away. You guys take on with that, and I will. Did you have a heard. thought? I did. Well, I shouldn't be leaving. <laughs> I know. Well, I think like just being heard. Yes, honey? Yeah, Anita helps me feel heard. That's the biggest part. I don't know who she talks to, because... I got my own dialogue going when I'm talking to her. She's usually helping me out, yep. feeling heard and listened to, and it does help. Even She's if she back. doesn't provide me any value or, like, or like any specific takeaways, it's still it extremely valuable. <laughs> Even if she doesn't provide <laughs> Well, you're definitely not paying well, her. I think yeah. she... <laughs> if you paid her, your advice would go up a level. came out wrong. <laughs> she provides me immense value. I meant to say if she doesn't provide me any tangible yeah. tasks, <laughs> she provides right. me value. Well, and usually with Camille, she knows I'm just going to kind of give it to her straight and give it to her how it may need to be heard at more of a calmer state because she kind of can get tied into things not in a whirlwind but more of an emotional state she's a very emotional person in a positive way because she cares but a lot of times i'll just give it to her like a very calm like how it is and she'll be like okay and whether she takes it and runs with Mm -hmm. it or continues in in her estate is her choice Mm -hmm. but that's kind of how i dump it on her but to be heard i think from what you were talking about was We've found our group. We know who to tap into and we've got our little community. There's a lot of people out there that are stay-at-home moms or only go to work and you don't have this little tap of community or maybe haven't found it quite yet. But in a way of being heard through your your friends and peers, you know, moving forward and that kind of stuff is definitely something that a lot of people are looking for or don't know how to find. So how do you find your herd? Oh, I think each individual is so different. I know. Um, uh, we can't all be related to our herd. Right. I have, and I guess through my, my work and stuff like that, I guess I have a bigger realm of people, but I, in my immediate, like, people, people, like, I only see maybe four or five people a day besides going to mm-hmm. my shows and events. So I don't have a big circle, but I have a bigger extended mm-hmm. circle that that's enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um and I think social media is a way to be heard positively, hopefully, if that's a way you're going to put it out there, but not necessarily. So we tap into social media, Camille and I do, and Lexi does through Trillium, trying to spread the positive word and mm-hmm. build a community around that. But what about an individual that isn't in a wellness business? I would say I go out, and this is like, might not be any help for anyone listening, but I go off of vibes. If you feel like you can talk to some people, like I go to a lot of networking events. I meet hundreds of women in business every single month and I go off of who gives me a good vibe and that's who I'm going to reach out and get coffee with. Mm -hmm. And I've done that many times, just like, 
who seems like their our interests align or their mindset might be more of an open mindset that I can relate to a lot easy and I feel comfortable talking to them and sharing my ideas. So I go off of in a room of 30 people, who's got the best vibe that I think is going to align with me. And then I go and get coffee with them and see if they might, yeah. you know, it's kind of not interviewing to be a part of my herd, but on informally, that's one way yeah. to do it. It's just go off of right. Someone's vibing with you, ask them for coffee. Well, and finding friends in your upper 20s, late 30s is a whole nother podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. <laughs> it is. Like, How do you find friends? It's hard to find. Even, if you, hard. even hard. if you started friends as a late adult, yeah. um, when you infuse kids, that changes yeah, everything it does. too. Um, yeah, it's very hard. I mean, it's nice to go somewhere where you work if that's an option mm-hmm. to you know, hook up to people, but also, you know, through different church groups and things like that. I mean, I've been to great groups, yep. um, you know, but I mean, yeah, it's hard. I am one to sew into the people close around me, you know, so yep. it's like, I want to give all my attention to, you know, right now, my family mm-hmm. and my extended family. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you just kind of go through different seasons too. Right, right. My, I mean, I love my friends dearly, but it's like, they're not my number one priority mm-hmm. anymore. Right, they right. add to my life, but it's like things change. But if you would have said that to me in my 20s, <laughs> no. You it know, like they were, different. it was completely right. different. Like and you, you just... kind of go inward too when you're searching and trying to figure things out, don't you? Yeah. You're not a big outward no. person. No. As okay. vocal as I am in my um, career life, my home life is not. Yeah, right. You and know, when you're working out things for yourself and on yourself, you I do like it. to be by myself. You're by yourself. Yeah. I'm the same way. Oh my god, when I got a problem, I'm like running the streets. Yeah. Like, who can I? Who's gonna <laughs> help? And that's the thing. Kale's built a survey online. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's someone's got to be able to help me. <laughs> I um, I like to be. I love helping people, and I like. I know I can reach out to people and let them know that I'm going through something. But for the most part, I internalize it myself. Yeah. yeah. But that's through, I mean, that also takes time. When I was younger, I asked everybody. And now, to me, I find it exhausting You're like, well, shit, when someone's gone, telling someone the same story <laughs> mm-hmm. to get different advice. Right. You know, yep. right. you know, there's just, it's hard to give advice to people too that just are like advice junkies. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're giving no. it and you're like, you're not even you're absorbing not even, Yeah. So I tend to stay away from that. Well, and I think even stepping aside from trying to find people to build your own community, build one on your own. Mm-hmm. Technology is so easy. YouTubing, anything like that to help build you up. Whether it's trying to stay on your fitness goals, if you need a three-minute motivational thing in the morning, then do it. Anytime throughout the day, if I'm hitting, whether it's a coffee, caffeine, drudge, or whatever it is, I sometimes, it takes a little while until I realize I need that boost. Then I'm like, well, what do I need to dive into? Is it a book? Is it something I meant to pick up earlier? Oh, I usually go back to Tony Robbins or someone just to get Jim Rohn, just to get something insightful to get my mind cranking again mm-hmm. on positivity mm-hmm. and energy flow. And then I can keep going. And then I mm-hmm. get distracted right away. But I try to go back to it as much as possible. I think that's one of the reasons why I love rhinestoning mm-hmm. is it's like it's like knitting or whatever. It's yeah. very repetitious. It's very it takes a long Super. time. But I get a lot of thinking time or I can turn things off and binge watch Netflix, you know, but just inserting a little bit of everything into your day, um, especially trying to find what will motivate you. Even if you are alone, 
go to your phone, go to your computer and, and see what you can tap, tap into positively. Don't go to your Facebook and look to see who's complaining or who posted their checklist and see how much they got done that day. You yes, need yeah. to go on to your own, whatever, whatever little circle is going to make you happy there and not distracted. Well, and it's also like building your own personal belief system and mission mm-hmm. statement because I don't typically grab a book or, you know, like all things are good, but I just, I have a lot of hope. Mm-hmm. And so like if someone or something's like getting me down or I'm not, not going right, I just remember that the amount of hope I have, mm-hmm. like I just, you know, I believe that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. I know that everything's going to be okay. Right. Like I have some affirmations that I can say in my head during situations that remember who I am and the way I think about that. You don't always need to voice your opinion in certain situations. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in a group and you don't like something or if you're feeling down, I just in my own head, know my own beliefs. Right. Absolutely. And stick to them. And they change and adapt. Um, as you grow. As you grow all the time. Camille and I are going to do another podcast, This I Believe. Oh, so yep. she's rewritten hers um, and we'll be doing that um, in the next a couple of days hopefully Mm -hmm. I need to write mine I mean Mm -hmm. I have vision boards I have things I have quotes and notes scattered in Mm -hmm. probably 14 notebooks but I don't have anything compiled together Mm -hmm. so it'll be fun for me to get that on paper Mm -hmm. yeah and I know that you have mission statements Mm -hmm. you've got purpose plan all that kind of stuff personally and and is it always just because I know it and say it it doesn't always happen no no like you can step out and come back you know Mm -hmm. like it's not in stone yeah and that's what i also on my this i believe i write my mission statement every year and my last year's mission statement was like this elaborate very detailed like two sentence beautiful paragraph of what i want to do with my life this year i was like (laughs) i just want to help people live happier and healthier lives i just didn't have a whole lot to say because i don't have a whole lot of direction in my life right now um but two things that i do when i feel like i'm saying a lot of excuses or like you said you go to youtube or jim Rohn. Um, I have many times grabbed my, I keep a notebook with me any to anywhere I go. And I literally will set a three minute timer. Like this is if I'm having like a real, just bad attitude about whether it's a workout or whatever, I'll pull out my notebook, set a three minute timer and just start writing things that I'm grateful for. I remember one time I was looking through my notebook again and the only thing that I could be grateful for, or like the first thing that I was like, well, I was like, my life sucks. The only thing I had to be grateful for was that I woke up in a dry bed. Like, I don't know why that was so important to me at that time. Were you sweaty? I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, you know, I don't think everyone wakes up in a dry bed. Oh, just in world. general. Okay. Just like, oh, okay. And like, oh. Bigger picture. <laughs> <laughs> was it no. damp? No, like, I was like, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that probably yeah. just don't right. have a totally. yeah. sheltered, completely climate controlled room Absolutely. to wake up into yeah. and I was like no that's that's kind of nice yeah so just kind of like once you start writing down like that's how like little I'll take I'm like I'm grateful for this pen because oh. I don't even know how I would write this if mm-hmm. I wasn't you know yeah so I just write down three minutes of everything I'm grateful for anything and anything big or small um and I find that that helps me to like be like okay calm down cut your excuses out and move on with your life and the other thing that I used to do that kind of helped with my excuses um, was a, and I will probably mispronounce it, but it's like a loci bracelet. It's the one where there's a black bead and a white bead, and the white bead has water from Mount Everest on it, so the highest place on Earth, and then it has mud from the Dead Sea, which is the lowest point on Earth. And so to me, that represented, like, you could always be worse off than where you are, but you could also be better off than where you are right now. So just, like, kind of, like, keep it in check, but, like, keep moving forward, but, like, don't be too upset about where you are right now because it could always be worse. 
Um, so that like kind of helps me to be like, okay, your excuses aren't really that big of a deal. Just like keep moving forward. Don't make too big of a deal out of it than it needs to be. Um, and the mission statement, um, what you were talking about and kind of how mine has shifted greatly this year, that's actually something that um, I've been interested in doing a talk or a workshop around is helping people create their own mission mm-hmm. statements. I gave a talk at my office job on you know, helping people develop their mission statements and finding your core values and identifying them. It's one thing to know what your core values are, quote unquote, but to be able to write them down and integrate them in a way that and put them into a sentence that isn't attached to any field or industry is kind of hard. But once you have it, like any decision in your life becomes simplified Mm -hmm. because you just read your statement and you're like, okay, does this align with what I'm doing next? Yes or no. And then it kind of can eliminate those excuses you might have as to why you wouldn't pursue something that aligns with your mission statement. Because I think I can be self-limiting in that effect of creating an excuse as to not why I'm not pursuing something that might be greater than where I am. Mm-hmm. That fear of success rather than failure is kind of a big excuse that I have um, kind of right now. But Yeah, I like the um, grateful. I went mm-hmm. on a mission trip in 2012 maybe can't remember but I went to the Dominican mm-hmm. and it was a humbling experience because you are right I mean I know there's a difference between you know first and third world problems but you really get your eye open to um, what's really happening out there and it's much bigger than just right here oh absolutely so yeah and a lot like, of the things that you're stressing over it's it's you personally that you're creating within your own life like i get stressed over a rhinestone shipment but really is that something that you know it's not it's rhinestones it's just something you're creating to mm-hmm. be worried about yeah life. the mission trip was a game changer that's your next step mission go trip. on a mission trip yeah i loved them when i went in high school yeah yeah it's awesome it was life-changing as an mm-hmm. adult yeah because we didn't do that in high school. No, but we didn't do that in high school. I went on too. It was awesome. You went, yeah, right? Did you? Where'd you travel to for yours? Um, I went to Nashville and Tennessee. Okay. Two separate trips. Did house fixing up and then yeah. food kitchen type yeah. stuff yeah. for the other one. Uh, I'd be totally interested. If anyone has any mission trips coming up, yeah. Cairo mission. That's where you should go. They need all the helpers they can get. You don't need to be a chiropractor to go. It's a little bit of a plug, but hmm. it is. Amazing. Yeah, that could be. Where yep. they go? Uh, Haiti, the Dominican. Mm. Yep. Uh, a couple other places. That could just be a good yeah. exterior. Oh, it's exterior awesome. Story. And then yeah. at night, they get together and talk about their day. You get paired up with people and you go out. And the only thing you need to know is Doctora. And then these people, the masses just flood to you. Really? Because, I mean, they want what you have. Right. And it's like the adjustment is the one thing. Mm-hmm. But then also they want... They just, they're attracted. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're just excited that someone cares. cares. Yeah. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just awesome. Oh. Plus, life changing for the person because a lot of these people need what we have. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They yeah. walk away with so much at that point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'll link that also in our Instagram posts. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we'll be that good. down in my show notes. We'll do that. Um, going back, this is like real going back in the conversation, but I'm glad I brought a notebook. Um, mm-hmm. is there any truth since you guys are both parents and Louis C.K. is one of my favorite stand-up comics. <laughs> oh, this would be good. <laughs> <laughs> is there any truth to the fact that 
being friend. The worst part about being a parent is being friends with your kids' parents. And I know you both have younger children, <laughs> so you haven't probably ran into this too much. But are you dreading this, or does this sound like something? Um, you, you know what? I I think we're both so young. Our kids are still young enough that we haven't had to fully experience okay. the long. You yep. know, because. Some kids, their friends, they what? You meet in preschool or kindergarten or first grade and they're friends for seven, you know, mm-hmm. 13, 15, 18 years. I think those parents would have a lot to say. Um, I think my biggest right now are the ones at the park where Rhea might pair up with one of their kids at the park mm-hmm. and then they kind of come over and hang out with me and then we're having that little chit chat. But it hasn't been too bad. Um, on any of those levels, but I can completely understand. What about you, Lexi? Um, I, well, it's just like anything. It's like finding, everybody has such a different niche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love my daycare moms and I love all the moms that I know at the office and I like that community, but I haven't done any groups. Yeah. Um, and it's not that it's not a great thing. I mean, it's so positive that those ladies can get together and that fuels their day mm-hmm. and that helps them. But for me, I'm more of a one-on-one person. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would rather hang out with, like, for instance, there's a little boy at daycare named Max. And him and me and his mom, we love to do stuff on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Like, it's planned. It's, like, mm-hmm. the four of us, you know, and that I love. But mm-hmm. I haven't had too many experiences. Um, Parents you didn't like. No. I, I, but I guess I they're also, too young yet. Yeah. yeah, they are. But I also, like... A lot of the people that I hang out with are doing the same things I'm doing. Right. So I right. haven't really like dove out and like had to, but it's, I know that that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. But you know, like, but also it's like, I do a lot of unique, some might say unique things with my child. Yeah. And I don't like hardships in that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I tend to just stay with my own little group of people right I mean I don't feed them a lot of things or I but I choose not to mm-hmm. you know and it's like they're just choices people like I'm not trying to offend anybody yeah. the way I'm raising my child right. like it's okay yeah. you know so I mean yeah but I'm also not hesitant about anything I mean yeah. I'll pack everything to make sure the experience is great for myself yeah. and Oliver right. don't worry yeah everything you know I like know. we can go wherever you want to go yeah. I'll make it work yeah. it's nice of you know the people to be concerned but it's like also that's another a whole nother topic mm-hmm. of like I'm doing this right now for Oliver because it's the best thing that I know. Mm-hmm. Eventually he'll make his own decisions. Right, mm-hmm. totally. And then sure you can You're talking you about how you feed Oliver. Feed like, and rate yeah, just yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. You know. But um eventually he'll like work at Subway and he can eat that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well they can make their you own know, like, you can do whatever he wants after he yeah. and a big gets his with... own checkbook. Right. <laughs> checkbook. <laughs> we were at the bank yesterday and I don't know where he gets this stuff, but we were leaving the bank and he goes Mom, turn around. I forgot my credit card. <laughs> and I was like, you don't have a credit card. I don't even have one. Like, Trust me, Oliver. We can't get a credit card. Yeah. We burned that bridge. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was cute. But yeah, it's just so some, some of those things I tend to stay within my own people just to avoid 
Con- the, not necessarily conflict, but yeah, right. or whatever. Just the drama around it. Every parent is doing what they want to do for their child and what they know that's best. It's the same <laughs> way our parents raised us. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. You do. You, there's no parent that doesn't do. And I never judge another innate, parent never. with how they're handling something. I was like, no. you got to do you. You know your. Now kids we used to. We used to. Oh yeah, when we were in high school, <laughs> Anita did never wanted. We we had limited shopping options, but we'd go to Walmart, and Anita never wanted to go because there was always the screaming child. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't like that. Yeah, and we're talking. We're like sixteen, and Nita's like, I can't go. There's gonna be kids screaming. I was I, never. She yeah. did not. I was not the kid growing up wanting to be a mom, or I never babysat. No, we didn't up. babysit. No. no, no, no. I love my kid. My kids are with me all the time. I find yeah. it funny because I always had a horse and a foal, and I always had to do everything with Cody and the mare. So I feel like I'm reliving that life right now. <laughs> she would. You didn't have to live that life. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy when you're gaming a horse. Yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, no, we kids were not a big, I didn't absorb them the same Attraction. as, yeah. As we didn't we hang out with little kids. No. And we were the youngest ones yeah. in our family. And I think as you were, are in yours too. Mm-hmm. We were, yeah. all, we're all the youngest in the family. Yeah. Yeah. But did. I've been babysitting since I was like, yeah. 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 We yeah. didn't. We yeah. didn't do Why that. didn't anyone call us to babysit? I don't think anyone wanted to call us to babysit. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a bigger overlying reason. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. I know. I think I got one call and <laughs> declined it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know I babysat once for sure and I guarantee <laughs> I got snacks on the table and took a napski <laughs> from like four to five. Yeah, but Nina, you also would come home, put food in the oven and fall asleep <laughs> daily. That's why I could never babysit. Yeah. <laughs> she, I think, how many corn dogs did you wreck Oh, as a many. I'd have corn dogs Crispy, in the morning. burnt corn dogs. Why did I need so many corn dogs? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Talk about changing. Corn dogs. Yeah, corn dogs. And Anita was notorious for over-seasoning. <laughs> Still am. Yeah, that's awesome. God, pepper jar. So much to see. I like the good seasoning. Yeah, you did. Spice it up. Now I'm having flashbacks of like your parents' kitchen and my parents' old kitchen. I loved. Yeah. Yeah. I had fun growing up the way we did. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Going back. Even farther. Okay. I'm glad I got this notebook here. Um, What you said about, hey, (laughs) the people don't know. know. It's a Torah. It's a Torah. It It may have been used earlier. We don't know. So it's good. Okay. Okay. Um, Going back to what you said about how you really were irritated with someone. And as soon as someone called you out, it was actually you were doing or saying the things that you were irritated about them um tony robbins i read his book unleash the power within i believe and he like really honed in hard about that is the and it was like a light total light bulb moment for me just like what sounds like what you have was look at the people that really irritate you or make you angry look at the reasons why because oftentimes it's because that is a quality that you either desire that they have or that you have and you don't like. So if someone is super like a know-it-all, like I had one of my friends that was such a know-it-all and I was like, she can't be wrong. She yeah. just, it was so irritating. She just can't have anyone be wrong around her. She knows everything and is very prominent about all the information and intellect that she has. I was like, why is this so irritating to me? 
anyone can, I would love to have a smart friend. It was because I viewed myself as a know-it-all in that situation, or I was self-conscious of being a know-it-all. Mm. So I found that like characteristic negative. Yep. So it's kind of an interesting activity to like, next time you like are really irritated with an individual, look at why, because it reflects a lot about you mm-hmm. of like some insecurities you might have or, mm-hmm. you know, things that you might be doing that actually oh, irritate yourself. I'm trying to run in things people. and situations through my head right now. I'm like, okay, when I was irritated, yeah. I'll have to try to catch it in the next couple of days. I don't, a lot of times right now with my life, because I, I have chosen to be so detached. Mm-hmm. It may seem like I'm more in things at the bodybuilding shows, but I'm really detached from things unless I'm at the event. But um, I try not to let anyone outsider. Yeah. Know, even if they're doing things that I are in alignment with what I want or how I would handle in the situation, you do you as long mm-hmm. as you're not bringing me into the circle. Well, once you start following the practices of like, you know, Tony Robbins, it's mm-hmm. like, are we going to light coals on fire after this? <laughs> yeah, we should. Just go. <laughs> like, I'm feeling it. I'm, I keep envisioning the <laughs> And I see Tony Robbins jumping yeah, out of okay. coming yeah. into the coming Let's do this. He'd have to dunk his head to come to the <laughs> But once you start living, living certain practices, you also gain a very big shield. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, there's a lot of banter that happens that I don't even, I have a really good, I can ignore someone in, you know, like a polite way, like the best of them. Yeah. Like I just don't take it. it. It's just, just not absorbing nah, their energy right. into yeah. you and in fact, letting it affect yeah. your life. Just because someone is a negative person, you'll yeah. do what you can to help them, but you don't have to absorb it the same way that you might have before. Or, you know, I feel like even now I'm still very young, but even before I would take other people's problems and like really attach to them a mm-hmm. lot more than like now I can yeah. realize that that is the other person's problem. I'm here to help. If not carry on, yeah, but, I will not. But that, she has to actively to do that. It's yeah. still hard for her yep. to, even if it's a scenario and situation that she doesn't really need to attach to, she wants to help so much. Yep. She's not burnt out yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? Twenty-two. Yeah, fresh from last week. Ten years from now, you're gonna be like, I am five by myself, <laughs> yeah. and everyone can take care of themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not my problem. And then another interesting thing that I was told a long time ago that if somebody tells you the same thing twice, it's yeah. true. <laughs> don't oh look at me God, I'm, gonna... <laughs> I'm like I feel I wish I had a scrap piece of paper I could <laughs> she keeps dropping you may, these you may listen about... to this I can I can yeah. I can come back and reflect and listen. yeah so I'm very aware of that yeah I, I mean I can agree yeah. as long as it just yeah I was just gonna say trying to be aware of what's coming at you yep. and advice whether it's not full advice someone's trying to give you but more of an awareness on how you're acting or or how you're reacting to certain situations absolutely yep. yeah all comes back to those excuses man yeah we all, all right have them. So let's see I have another uh, dr. Dyer quote that I have pulled up here in case of pause in the podcast glad i pulled we two. haven't had a single one yet <laughs> 50 minutes in we can't, i'm like thinking how to end this well, maybe, <laughs> hang on we got a good quote yeah. maybe we'll end it with yeah. a quote any, i feel like i have something good thoughts. to say still i'm not done yet <laughs> well i need you get out what you got to say no no and then we'll end with say your quote no, i need dr we'll capstone right okay you got it? No, I don't. Okay, okay you want to hear it first? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the only thing an excuse gives you is the option out of the life you'd like to live. 
I feel like I gotta read that again. Yeah. It was a lot to take in. <laughs> the only thing an excuse gives you is an option out of the life that you would like to live. Yeah. He's right. <laughs> Man. Nailed it. Yeah. No, let's put it that way. Because Boom. anything that you're going to bring or have an excuse for, it's a subject or a topic that either you want in your life or you're trying to have in your life. I mean, I'm not trying to be a motorcycle racer, so I'm not going to have any excuses as to why I don't have a motorcycle. or have, You know what I mean? Like, you create an excuse or a probability for it because you want it in your life. And if you continue to dream of dream, or let's just say me dreaming of Sparkle Ridge or what it's become, talking about it or having excuses where I'm too busy, I'm... I am holding myself mm-hmm. back from living the life that I want to live, the lifestyle or having the career or do the things I want to do because I've built an excuse, just like maybe not competing or saying I want to compete. It wasn't, the timing wasn't right. The timing was right. And, you know, as we all feel, the timing hadn't been right yeah. until I was like, okay, excuses be gone. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to make the time. And if any of those hard questions come up, it doesn't matter because this goal has become a priority in my life mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. more than ever. So I chose to live a different life. It wasn't easy, mm-hmm. but now I'm living something closer to what I want in the end or, you know, for now. Who knows what I want to do in the next 10 years. Seasons change. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the fear of it is a big reason for excuses. I think it was Tony Robbins that says people are motivated by two things. (laughs) I like Tony Robbins. (laughs) (laughs) Are you getting some kickback on this? I should ask for some. Tony Robbins and Dr. Wayne Dyer. Yeah, team. Could you please send me a link? (laughs) (laughs) What did Tony say? (laughs) People are motivated by two things. They're either moving away from fear or towards pleasure. And most oftentimes the stronger propellant is away from things that are scary. So yeah. away from fear. So if you want to motivate someone, there's two ways to do it. You can either scare them into doing it or which works. That's yeah. a huge marketing oh, tactic totally. in the world. Or you can motivate them towards something pleasurable, something better. Um, so that's goals. that's how people mm-hmm. work. It's towards pleasure mm-hmm. or away from fear. And that's typically how it is. So if someone doesn't want to do anything... Um, or they're afraid, they might come up with an excuse right. to rationalize it in their mind why they're not doing right. it. It's, they don't want to face their fears. Right, absolutely. It's just an excuse. And the possibility of eliminating excuses is not going to happen, people. No. Never. You're going to have excuses. I'm going to walk out the she shed here and I'm probably going to have an excuse <laughs> for something. And I'm not going to be aware of it until Lexi and Camille are like, that's an excuse. Now we're just going to ride each other all day. I'm just going to be on lies. But, yeah. but instead, it's your choice in how you react to your excuse or when you are aware that you're making excuses is that's the outcome that you're looking for to get you to where you want to be and with your goals is how are you reacting to what you've built as an excuse yep yeah absolutely so good recognize that the excuse is happening kind of prioritize what it is in your life that you're actually trying to do you know pull up that mission statement look at what you need to do and excuses be gone if you need to otherwise don't let, don't pay that excuse any attention. Right. So be it. If it's just an excuse for something you don't actually want to do, move past it. Write it down and leave it on that sheet of paper and try to get it done anyway. Exactly. That's great. All right. I'm good. Are you good? All right. Thanks, thanks for, for having me. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming. It thanks for joining you. She shed experience. Yeah. <laughs> glitter and all. <laughs> I'm covered in <laughs> glitter. <laughs> Wouldn't be a she shed experience without glitter. Exactly. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, everybody.